This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. If you'd like to kick back a small commission from every Amazon purchase you make at no extra cost to you, please use and bookmark our special link at AmazonEVC.com. That's AmazonEVC.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at a couple of Stoic teachings, the first from The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman, the entry for February 11th, and the second from the Stoicism subreddit by a user named Answer Samir. All right, so the entry in The Daily Stoic begins with a quote by Seneca from his Moral Letters, and he wrote, Our soul is sometimes a king and sometimes a tyrant. A king, by attending to what is honorable, protects the good health of the body in its care and gives it no base or sordid command. But an uncontrolled, desire-fueled, overindulged soul is turned from a king into the most feared and detested thing, a tyrant. So, some of my own commentary before I read uh, the editor's commentary. So, it's interesting, um, the distinction that he's making between king and tyrant that a king attends to what's honorable. He protects the good health of the body and gives it no base or sordid command. So the analogy, I guess, would be that the king protects his people, um, but does not uh, tyrannize them. But a king that becomes desire-fueled and overindulged begins to tyrannize and becomes a tyrant. And the importance of this is of course, to look at ourselves, right? We're not really talking about kings over kingdoms and and those who become tyrannical. It's about looking inward, and it's about understanding the current state of our soul, right? Where are we right now? Are we in control, and are we protecting ourselves through that control, or are our desires and our indulgences controlling us? And typically, when something like that happens— People will eat too much or and, and or eat very poorly, right? A lot of junk food, a lot of crap. Um, they'll, they'll start to get into different types of drugs uh, and alcohol, and they'll, over, they'll overuse. They'll create addictions, which the source of which is, you know, maybe an interesting com- conversation in, in its own right. But the person in control who remains, I guess, the king or queen of themselves does not become that kind of person, does not become the tyrant, not only to maybe friends and family as they sort of become that kind of person, but to themselves, to their own body, to their own faculties. Those are some of the thoughts that I've had on it. Let me read the commentary by Holiday and Hanselman. Uh, They write, there is that saying that absolute power corrupts absolutely. 
At first glance, that's true. Seneca's pupil Nero and his litany of crimes and murders is a perfect example. Another emperor, Domitian, arbitrarily banished all philosophers from Rome. Epictetus was forced to flee as a result. Many of Rome's emperors were tyrants. Yet many years later, Epictetus would become a close friend of another emperor, Hadrian, who would help Marcus Aurelius to the throne, one of the truest examples of a wise philosopher king. So it's not so clear that power always corrupts. In fact, it looks like it comes went le- it looks like it comes down in many ways to the inner strength and self-awareness of individuals. What they value, what desires they keep in check, whether their understanding of fairness and justice can counteract the temptations of unlimited wealth and deference. The same is true for you, both personally and professionally. Tyrant or king, hero or Nero, which will you be? I like that, um, and I think I think it is consistent with with what I said before reading it, um, both personally and professionally, and I would say relationally, familiarly, familiarly <laughs> friendly. I think that when we overindulge and we allow our desires to take us over, we can become really nasty people, right? As we become nastier and nastier to ourselves, to to our own good health, to our bodies to our minds, uh, inward, we become nastier outward, right? We care more about getting, you know, the next hit, whether it's sugar or caffeine or drugs or alcohol or the, you know, the, the highs you get from taking risks or the highs you get from, uh, maybe video games or whatever, whatever your thing is that you're using to escape your exi- your existence that becomes more important than other things and and other people in your life and so you begin to you begin to slip in how you treat them that seems obvious to me just just having an awareness and an observation of of people probably myself in the past and other people who have had this problem tyrant or king hero or nero which will you be virtuous or vicious and as it is inward, so it will be outward, I will add. All right, let's go to the next bit, and I'll link to this. There's a little bit of discussion. The name of the person who wrote this is, uh, or at least their username is Answer Samir, and he titles it, My Thoughts on Fate, after reading Stoic Commentaries. He writes, It's true that fate has jurisdiction over your birth and your death. It can also be argued that fate confines you within some realm of possibilities throughout your life. The mistake that we mortals often make is focus a lot on what fate has snatched away from us and the possibilities if the thing was given to you. The moment we shift our focus away from the confinements enforced by fate, we realize that the realm in itself is infinite. I conclude my rambling by stating the obvious. All men are not gifted with an equal playground but everyone is given infinite possibilities for pursuing happiness. I guess uh, we can look at fate um, simply as living history, right? This, this, is, this is certainly true as it concerns um, things totally outside of our control, right? Like what happens at, you know, what happens in the rest of uh, your country? What happens uh, by, you know, the governments that rule over you? What they do? Uh, those causes and effects and what sort of happens over time as history rolls on. Things you have 
virtually zero control over. These things are going to happen with or without you, right? So we witness it, we observe it, we see what's happening. And, you know, obviously it would it would be silly to get too emotionally invested in these things because they're so far outside of our control. This is a central Stoic teaching. So we can look at these things as as fate, as a type of fate that we have no control over it. So relative to ourselves, it was always going to happen that way, right? We are powerless to stop it. So in a sense, it was meant to be. Okay, that's that's the stuff that's outside. Now, if we bring that closer and we bring it within our sphere of control, there are some things that, in a sense, relative, to, I guess, to our own place, were also meant to be. Our birth obviously was meant to be because it happened and that was not in our control. And our death is also meant to be. Now, we don't know when, we don't know where, but we can be damn sure that it will happen right? Remember your death, memento mori. It will happen. Nobody escapes that. So those two things are written, right? And sealed, if you will, in the, in the book of life, in the book, in the book of fate. And what this person is talking about here is that, you know, obviously we're, we're born in a certain time and, and in a certain place. And that give, that puts us within a certain realm of possibilities. But maybe that realm or the number of possibilities within that realm are infinite. And in a sense, I think they are, because if, if, you're, if there are, you know, if there are, throughout your life, if you make a thousand important decisions, if you think of making any one of those decisions a different way, that affects everything that comes after. So if you, I don't know, just create the matrix in your mind of all the possibilities from all the decisions that you'll make throughout your life, it probably does approach infinity as far as where you start and where you could potentially end up. So rather than, um, so what he talks about here in the next part is, the mis- he says, the mistake that we, we mortals make is focus on what fate has snatched away from us. And the possibilities that that thing that was taken away from us, whether whatever it was, maybe it was a person, maybe it was a, maybe it was a job, maybe it was an, an item, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll think about it being gone and we'll think about how great it would have been if we had had our time with it. But, I mean, that's totally pointless, right? It's gone. And why why it's gone, I don't know, maybe, maybe you know, something happened. Maybe you had an accident and, and it broke, you know, and it's not repairable. I mean, who knows? It depends on what we're talking about here. But when it's gone, it's gone. So what is the point in dwelling on that, Right there really can be no point to that because dwelling on that, that loss and the possibilities that that loss represented can do nothing for you now. I mean, other than maybe a bit of wisdom, maybe there's a life lesson in the loss, but that can be gleaned and then you can move on with your life and look forward at the possibilities ahead of you. And this end bit, all men are not gifted with an equal playground, but everyone is given infinite possibilities for pursuing happiness. I personally was not born with any major bodily or mental defects, right? I was born healthy. I was born into a home that provided what I needed, food, shelter, to some extent, love, um, you know, associations, um, into the larger community in which I was born. I was, I was, uh, certain 
amount of my liberties were respected. Um, there were not a lot of cultural or social ba- based controls that were put on me, right? I, I did have a lot of autonomy over a lot of different things. Some things I did not, others I did. But the level of autonomy that I enjoyed was probably on the higher end of total human autonomy, you know, worldwide. I was, I was, I was, and I am very fortunate to be where I am on this planet. I, I see that, right? You know, and, and what happens out there in the broader community, in the broader, in the broader country, um, probably won't affect my life very much. What will affect my life are the things that I do, the choices that I make. And when we go back to that, that matrix of choices and we see the infinite possibilities of, in this person's words, pursuing happiness, which I think is probably, is probably the point of life. It's probably the, the, the ultimate point, the ultimate purpose of our lives is to find happiness and to find contentment. And a lot of people chase that. Um, you know, they chase it into boardrooms and they chase it into bottles and they chase it, you know, here and there. And they're always trying to find it. And for a lot of people, and I, I include myself in this, they are, they are handicapped. They are made handicapped by other people. And that can, that can make things difficult. And that alters your playground, right? Through no fault of your own, people act on you in ways that can handicap you um, and, and alter your play, playground in, in different ways, whether it's about mental health or physical health or whatever it is. Uh, but no matter what we're faced with, we still have a significant level of control right? We still make choices. We still can, you know, figure out what we need to do inward uh, to, to, to become better, right? We can, dis- we can discover things like Stoicism or Zen Buddhism or religion or whatever it is, whatever it is for you that is where you, you need to be. And we can recognize the possibilities that, that all of those pursuits open up for us, that, that they represent. And we can go down those paths. And if it's not quite working, we can back out, we can find another. So fate is not entirely in control. It's, it's mostly not in control. It has some control at right? our birth or death, maybe where we are, at least until we have the power to leave, which will come at some point in our lives. And the rest is, is up to us, right? We create our own fate. Right, the the broader community, the country, your country, the world has its own meant to be moments, at least relative to ourselves, and we have control, right, to to find, to seek out, and to pursue whatever it is we want to do. Infinite possibilities. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We looked at being a king versus being a tyrant, being a hero versus being a Nero, and this is what it's all about. And then we looked at fate, what fate controls and what it doesn't. It doesn't control who we are and what we can become. All right. Thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinking and doing podcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast and everything voluntary.com by visiting patreon.com forward slash EVC or paypal.me forward slash everything voluntary. Thank you.